Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit! I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Starting off so, the show with an apology already, I see. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Well, you know. This is, uh, this is of course, Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 510. Uh, we're going to call this one, at least for Are now. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> uh, we're going to call this one, at least for now, Deja Vu. That's for the ones in the in the Instagram chat room. It's Deja Vu is the title of this one. It really can't be deja vu if it was like six seconds. I don't know. There's got to be like a few minute commitment before it goes deja vu. It's, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we are here this week. We are one PK shy. He is uh, He is not here with us this week. He will be returning next week. But, you uh, think? Uh, I hope. Um, but I am back from vacation. Big Kev is able to join us this week. Woo! And so uh, we wanted to do a show for you, even if it's going to be maybe not an hour and 20 minutes, because I am also tired. And uh, I also had a dentist appointment today and had a cavity filled, and I'm in a slight amount of oral pain. So the jokes write themselves. Leave your problems at home. Yeah, yes, I know. I, I'm the one that has to leave my problems at home. But Let me tell you something. I am uh, broadcasting from the storm-ravaged Hawaiian Islands. Hashtag not your island. Hashtag not my island. That's right. But other islands near here, devastated. Devastated. This island, nothing. Nothing. Like It's a, so, it's a sunshiny yeah. day. Yeah, it's great. I dodge... The hurricane, I dodge the volcano. This, this, this is the magical island. Now that I said that, of course, the next hurricane that comes through is going to roll right over this island because I said that. That's right. It's going to be Big Kevarico over there with the next storm <laughs> that blows through. The Big Kevuna. There you go. Boo. 
That's what Superfan Sergey calls you, the big kahuna. The big kahuna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, with that being said, we are going to attempt to do um, some sort of cobbled together program tonight. Oh, um, well. But uh, not like we've never done that before. Uh, we do it every week for the past five hundred and ten weeks. So we have yes, in a row, in a, not in a row. <laughs> uh, so uh, we have some news, of course, for you. We have some product, some pretty exciting product, actually. Oh. That, uh, that I'm that I'm kind of stoked to talk about. There was a there was a third thing, but I, I can't find it. I'll find it before. I was going to say it sounds it. like you you you've lost it. No, I have the, two of them next to me, and the third one behind me. I, I I've just uh, I've just side eyed it, so I know where it is to grab it for when I need it. I remember a story of something else you side eyed once that you regretted. Yeah, I'm you not know, bring I'm not going to bring that up at this time, <laughs> but I'm just that's just reminding me. Every time you say the word side eyed, that's all I think of. Those, these things happen, you know. Such is life. But with that, uh-huh. but with yes, sir. that, why don't we kick off with some with some news for this week's program? Oh, righty. Yeah? Dwayne the Rock Johnson is he still the Rock? Do we still call him the Rock? Is he just Dwayne? Jo- is, he, Only, is he far I enough think, removed? I think he's just Dwayne Johnson unless he's wrestling. Oh, okay. Or unless he's and doing I, a film produced by WWE Productions. I mean, maybe I. He's never credited as Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The only time I think people still call him The Rock is when he's wrestling, I'm pretty sure. All right. So Dwayne Johnson's next, uh, or one of his next big films, you know, after Jungle Cruise, um, is going to be um, a Jungle big... Cruise, by the way, shot on this island. There you go. There you go. Did Nine you, weeks did you see? Island. Did you see The Rock? I didn't know, but they were here. When I first got here, they were filming. Oh, huzzah. They were here for several weeks. There were a lot of production people who were about... And around the the island, uh, but no, I didn't see I didn't see anyone. Well, isn't that fucking fancy? But either way, I did I did actually see someone recently, but we'll we'll get to that in segment two. Okay, um, so uh, he had been announced previously to being attached to a Big Trouble in Little China film. Originally, everybody assumed that it was going to be a remake, but as we have now learned, it is not going to be a remake. Um, it's going to be a continuation. Of the original film, according to That's Hiram, fine. yeah, according to Hiram Garcia, who's president of the production company at uh, Dwayne Johnson's Seven Buck Productions, who's producing the film, said the idea is not actually to remake Big Trouble in Little China. You can't remake a classic like that. So what we're planning to do is we're going to continue the story. We're going to continue the universe of Big Trouble in Little China. Everything that happened in the original exists. Uh, and is uh, and is standalone, and I think there's only one person that I uh, that could ever play Jack Burton. So Dwayne Johnson would never try and play that character. So we're just going to really try to have a lot of fun. Good, and that's the right way to do it. So therefore, if it's a crappy sequel, it doesn't tarnish the original. Let's give you an example: Highlander Two. Right, right. Shit sequel, but. The original still stands on its own two feet. You don't need the sequel or the third one or the fourth one for that matter. Highlander, so. a franchise that should learn to heed its own catchphrase. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there should have been only one. Exactly. Uh, so, so look, I mean, I like Big Trouble. Obviously, it is a classic film. Um, I probably would have been okay with the remake. I'm interested to see how they do a sequel. Either way, I think it could be interesting. I like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. 
I'm going to keep calling him Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I don't care. You can call um, him the Rock Johnson. He's the, he's the people's he's the people's movie star. Big he's he's the highest paid actor on the planet. That's right. So, so stick that in your pipe. Oodalolly. So yeah, so that's that's happening. And uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll continue to follow this story as it continues to develop, uh, yes. as more information comes out. And uh, and there you go. But moving forward on the portion of the show that I'm going to call uh, uh, We Told You So, We Told You So, Quit Jumping to the Gun or Jumping the Gun, We Told You So. Some first Captain Marvel promo art and product art has emerged oh. today. Um, and, of course, it features Brie Larson um, in her iconic blue and red and gold outfit, uniform, yes, costume, however Everybody you will. Everybody was worried. Everybody was worried. Everybody jumped to the conclusion. Even after giving a lot of really plausible explanations to what they saw or were seeing in those on-the-set production photos. Um, yep. People just didn't want to hear it. It was easier to complain and get worried and be concerned. And so now, again, even though there was promotional art already, by the way, that Marvel had touted in the blue, red, and gold, now we have some additional promotional art and some product that features her in that color scheme. And so I have no doubt that by the end of um, by the end of her movie, she will probably be in that color scheme. I think she's hey, going to start off. Here's something I didn't green. know. Yeah. Uh, Juman Hanshu and Lee Pace are reprising their Marvel roles. Uh, I mean, that makes sense because they would both still be alive in the Captain right. Marvel film. Uh, Lee Pace, obviously, Ronan would not be dead just yet. And, and, and no, I, I it, mean, obviously, they would be alive. I just think, I don't know that I heard that before this article. Um, I, not, not, not questioning whether they should be alive or not. Clearly, as this is a, prequel or it's actually takes place much earlier than the other marvel films then it's perfectly plausible that they would be around i just don't think that i had heard that bit of casting information or that that bit of uh i mean that bit of information it's pretty exciting i loved lee pace as ronin and uh and hansu who was not kree right but he, he no. was kind of like ronin's bitch <laughs> If you will, right? Um, I liked him too. I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, he's the first guy that. Yeah, he he's that first guy that Star Lord encounters in the beginning of the first movie. Yeah, and when then he's stealing the artifact. And doesn't doesn't does Rocket kill him? Rocket rips the electronics out of his skull and kind of uh, kills him, doesn't? Yeah, I don't know if it's Rocket that does it or somebody does it, but yeah, yeah, he he's definitely. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Oh yeah, no, he's he's dead, dead, so dead. So yeah, that's pretty exciting. Um, and since I guess I, it wasn't next on the prep sheet, but we'll go right into it. Um, of course, uh, Lee Pace, Sujiman Hansu, those two actors appeared in the first Guardians of the Galaxy film, um, and we got word that now the third film is on indefinite hiatus. They Oh no. They canceled uh production. They let a bunch of the staff members go out of their contracts so that they weren't um so that they wouldn't lose other potential work. Wow. And, and there's rumor that they're going to um at least temporarily suspend all the major actors contracts as well so that they can seek additional work and are not bound by 
um, a now in hiatus production schedule. Now, of course, this all comes about as a result of the James Gunn firing. They need to just they just need to suck it up and say, you know what, we've thought long and hard about this and we're we're going to bring James Gunn back. Yeah, I just keep seeing Dave Batista posting articles and clips about the guy who outed James Gunn. Right. So Batista has now changed his focus to not just going after Disney and not just simply defending James Gunn. He is now just trying to take down Mike Cernovich, the guy who started all this. Good. Look, look, I give all of the credit to Dave Batista. That guy's got balls um, and he is loyal. He is loyal. Oh, I guess almost to a fault potentially, but, but right. good for him. And I'm glad that he's defending. I'm glad that he's defending James Gunn. I wish that Marvel and Disney would stop playing stompy foot. Um, and maybe just swallow the fact that they made an oopsie and, and move on because if, if they really threaten, if they're really going to threaten one of their biggest franchises over this, um, I mean, that, 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 that's a level of insanity that I, I, I can't reconcile in my brain. So I don't I don't know how they plan on addressing this issue, but but it's clearly some sort of issue. Yep. So uh, so, yeah, so that's a thing. Um, There was something else that I wanted to talk about uh, in regards to Marvel. I thought was there not. Nope. All right. So we can jump back to kind of where we were in the process. Um, Tom Hardy in an interview this past week has now confirmed that he is contracted for at least three Venom films. Um, oh, he says in a quote, I'm, I'm open to whatever you want to do with it. Meaning the character and the franchise uh, we've signed up for three of them. So it's very much an open case. We'll see what people's responses are to it. I think it's an awesome character. I love playing both of them. It's an amuse bouche. And for Sony, it's the Venom verse launched in isolation as it were. We are all prepped for it to be a standalone universe. So whatever Sony wants to attach to it at a later date, it's a fulcrum piece. But let's see what happens and when it lands. So there you go. So still playing that, well, you know, you never know, card. Yeah, I, I, I know. It's never going to happen. <laughs> you're, you're just convinced that it's gonna that they're uh, just going to link it up no matter what. No way. No I way don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to either. I, I think they're going to try to stick to their guns. I think they might regret it at some point, but I think they are going to try to stick to their guns and keep it uh, keep it separate from the MCU, keep it separate from, I guess, Tom Holland. I, I still don't know how they're going to do it, but I think they, too, you know, are going to play Stompy Foot. If people would stick to their guns, we'd have Guardians of the Galaxy 3. There you go. Well, look, not everybody's perfect. Clearly, Sony is. Sony, uh, you know, Sony, who's feeling a little bit cocksure, after the success of homecoming is really riding a wave that I don't think they're prepared to ride. Not a Sony movie. No, but it was no, actually wasn't homecoming a Sony movie, but part of the MCU. Yeah. A part of the MCU means that the MCU had direction over, but I thought, I thought homecoming was considered a Sony film. Well, maybe by some it's considered a Sony film. I consider it a Marvel universe film regardless of who made it meaning yeah but i think yes i i understand that but i don't mm-hmm. think i think marvel had sort of creative control in the background but i think sony had yeah. the bulk of it i think sony had distribution okay well either, think, way, either, either way either way we'll see where it goes 
Uh, Jude Law dropped some new information, some hints, as it were, oh. on uh, Sherlock Holmes 3 uh, while talking about uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, he was asked about Sherlock Holmes 3, and he says, uh, we hope to propel the story forward. As always, the essence of the story is their codependency. We're going to right. examine, um, and since it's been several years since we've seen them, we're going to play up the fact that they haven't seen each other either in a long time. The film, of course, is currently set to go into production shortly with a release date of December 25th, 2020. Um, we've said it on the no show guy, about a no hundred times. Ritchie yet, though. Uh, it I says a, a director has not been named for the third one, which... Right. I think it would be a damn shame if Guy Ritchie didn't direct that movie. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh I look, I I hope I hope Guy Ritchie directs the movie. I like the first two films. I am a fan of the franchise, but uh I guess we'll have to see where it goes. Yeah. Uh Dominic Monahan joins the cast of Star Wars Episode 9, the yet to be titled Star Wars Episode 9 in a yet to be disclosed role. Pippin he's he's pippin he's he's gonna he's gonna lead finn to actually mount, no he uh, wasn't pippin yes he dominic was. monahan wasn't was dominic monahan pippin or yeah. was he mar- he was mary no wasn't the other the other one was mary wasn't he no no uh-uh, he was mary he was mary dominic well, monahan was mary yeah okay. and dated evangeline Lilly all that time yeah who's so during who, lost what's the he was unlost what's the actor's name that played mary Dominic Monaghan and the other guy. And the guy that played Mary. (laughs) I can look it up. No, it's fine. I was just, I was just curious. Um, Of course, no, 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 no word what he's going to play. As an actor, I like him. I mean, I think he's a pretty good actor. Um, I'd be interested to see what role they put him in and what he brings to the table. He's kind of, even though I like him, I feel like he's kind of hit or miss. So, We'll we'll see. I well, guess. I think that episode nine is slated to be hit or yeah, but episode nine is slated to be hit or miss to the what I'm calling crybaby fanboys. Sorry, Coke Logic, uh, who well, didn't yes. like episode eight. I think I <laughs> did, think to did you say like Coke Logic? I said sorry, Coke Logic. Oh, sorry, oh, oh. Coke Logic. Because um, I know that he was not a fan of episode eight, but no, um, no. I'm not calling him a crybaby fan boy. Um, but uh, but I know a lot of people that enjoyed the episode eight, and so I think episode nine will stand on its own merits. Whether or not it's a success, I guess we'll have to see. And what Dominic Monaghan's role is, we'll have to see. But uh, but there it is. This is very exciting. Apple TV uh, is has ordered ten episode uh, Foundation by Asimov. Now, I don't think I've ever read Foundation. I've read a bunch. I've read a bunch of other Asimov, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I ever read Foundation. Have you? Are you familiar with that one? uh, Yeah, a very long time ago. So all the Asimov books, or at least the majority of them, I think, take place within the same universe. Do they? Yes. I did not know because that. the law, yeah, because the laws of robotics are throughout those those books, books. In, the, in that universe. Mm. Uh, and um, some previous examples of of films that exist in that universe. One would be Bicentennial Man. Okay, 
which is um, the Asimov universe. So is iRobot. So is iRobot. So is, mm-hmm. um, uh, well, what about the what about the older version of Fantastic Voyage? That was Asimov too, right? And there, there was a wasn't there a black and white film of that? No, that wasn't Asimov. I don't think. Am I thinking of the right movie? The movie where they go inside? Wasn't that Asimov? I don't think that's Asimov. Hmm. Asimov tends to be robots and society basically yeah i, th- I thought... uh, a- ai is asimov yes that I, that i remember ai is asimov as developed by uh stanley kubrick as uh interpreted by steven spielberg uh, fair it's enough complicated it's it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a fantastic voyage but was written by isaac asimov oh it is yeah i thought so it's where they go inside the body. Yeah, it's where they go inside the body. But I mean, that, it, it relies on robotics in order to uh, to guide the ship and shrink the vessel okay. and all that other stuff. So I mean, I guess it's it's a little bit outside of his normal realm. But well, um, but and it's I there. guess there has been a cartoon based on Asimov as well. Do you so remember they, the Fantastic Voyage cartoon from the sixties? Um, I don't. The Hanna Barbera class. I bet if you saw the opening, you'd remember it. It's but it's like the uh, it's like the same era as the Herculoids. Oh God! Okay, yeah, yeah. Fantastic Voyage. I have a DVD of the entire series. Oh really? And they have the pilot was named Busby. I'm sure if you Google the intro to Fantastic Voyage, the cartoon, I'm sure you would see it. And I think like. The guy who's like the leader of the crew has like a patch over his eye, and there's like a Sikh, is one of the crew members, and a girl. I can see she has like blonde hair, and it's like pulled back in a ponytail thing. I can see all of them. I remember loving that cartoon when I was a kid, so it kind of makes sense because I'm uh, I actually am a fan of Asimov. So there you go. Yeah, I so mean, the, I, I like that stuff. I like the Foundation series. One of, it's one of my favorite uh, books. For um, Apple TV, sounds like a great beginning to kind of get stuff out there. So it's going to be produced as a 10-episode straight-to-series order. Originally, mm. it was a series of eight short stories that appeared in Outstanding uh, – or, sorry, Astounding Magazine in 1942. Right. Um, it offers a complex saga about humans who are scattered on planets throughout the galaxy, living under the rule of the Galactic Empire. I've heard this story before. So have I. A psycho historian who can scientifically read the future sees an imminent empire collapse and sets to work preparing to save the knowledge of all mankind. So there you go. That's uh, that's the basic of uh, basics of foundation. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Um, although it's on Apple TV and means I have to buy it. So, you know, that's a, oh. that's, a that's a stumbling block, but we'll see. You can you can just wait and get the boot the inevitable boot disc at some convention. That's it. Or you know, I'll I'll, I'll reach out to some of my ubiquitous clandestine informants, and I'll is get this the them. same uh, informants who you were going to hook me up with so I could watch Karate Kid, which I still haven't seen? I told you how to watch Karate Kid. That was on you. You didn't need an informant to do that. I don't think you told me. You, yeah. I think you said I'll get back to you. No, and never got. What I told you was, you can sign up for the free trial of YouTube Red and oh, watch yeah, and watch all of it in a weekend and cancel before your build because my ubiquitous clandestine informant doesn't have it because he didn't need to because you can watch it for free anyway. Oh, you can. 
Yeah, you can watch it for free by doing literally what I oh, just oh, said. Oh, 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 I, I thought you meant you could watch it for free like there was another way to no. watch it for free, no. sir. No, you could just watch it for free. All right, we're going to no one's surprise, James Bond 25 delayed following Danny Boyle's exit. Right. So this is uh, this is another film that's being delayed. Danny Boyle left the left the film to pursue other projects. I was going to talk I was going to talk about this with PK cuz I know he knows um he knows how to handle a little bit. He knows Bond a little bit better than I do. But that, I mean that's the gist of it. They're looking for a new director. Um hopefully they'll find somebody, but um, the they still have their November eighth, twenty nineteen release date on the books, so I guess we'll wait and see what happens and whether or not um, it, they find someone in time to make that move forward. I would think they have to go into production pretty soon, though, if they're going to make that mark. So they got to find someone uh, available. I hear James Gunn is free. I don't know how he would handle <laughs> a James Bond film, but I was going to say Guy Ritchie. There you go. So no, uh, I want Guy Ritchie to do Sherlock. God damn it. Uh, Hugh Laurie is going to star in HBO's new space comedy series, Avenue 5. Um, Laurie's character is described as a charming and in-control American captain. Uh, the show is reportedly set in the future, mostly in space, but no other plot details have been released thus far. Um, I like Hugh Laurie. Um, I think he handles the whole American accent thing just fine. Um, I also think he handles the whole comedic thing just fine. You know, there are people that only know Hugh Laurie from House, which was a right. very serious, dark, dramatic take on medical Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> but and funny. And but if you don't know him from like a bit of Fry and Laurie, for example, he's a oh, funny yeah. dude. He's got a very he kind of. He's got a uh, – it's it's a very British sort of dry sense of humor, but he's good at physical mm-hmm. comedy. He's good at um, at just well-timed um, deliverance, and uh, I think he'll do fine. I, I mean I, – and he hasn't done anything in forever, so I'm, I'm down with you, Laurie, doing just about anything. Will was telling us he was amazing in black also. That's true. Right. That's yeah, right. He was. Um, we're also losing you on Skype. So so we'll, let's be cognizant of that. I don't know what's happening, but you're cutting out. How's that? Is that better? No. The, the first two times you said it, I couldn't hear you. <laughs> but let's let's keep pressing forward. Um, All right. If it gets real bad, we'll we'll cut it off at the knees and maybe take a break and try to regroup. We only have a couple more things to oh. hit before we can take a break anyway. We literally have like one more story and then we can one take our thing. first break. So, um Robert Orsi has signed on for the Galactica the Galaga Chronicles, sorry. The Galaga <laughs> Chronicles, um which is going to be an animated series based on the video game Galaga, which was already a sequel to the video game Galaxian. So, there you go. Galaga was infinitely better than Galaxian. Uh, I do recall that as well. Um, Galaga was one of those old video games that I don't think you could beat. Didn't the levels just get harder? Harder. Yeah, yeah. right. There was no real end to it, but it was sort of set in this fictional, you know, kind of people versus aliens sort of universe. And yeah. I, it just. It just never mattered. You know, now it's like now video games need to have a 
story and they you know they want it set in the thing in a world and it, you know what this was just one ship fighting a bunch of ships look like bugs and occasionally you know you had to do that thing where you get your ship captured right right and then shoot the capture ship so now you have double the yeah. firing power going up that's it's it that was it. It's it. It's it. And the, and the fact that they're trying to now create this Galaga Galaxian universe to make this animated series, I just think is a little silly. You know what I think? I think someone had some sort of series planned, right? And someone else said, all right, yeah. how do we make this somehow relevant and maybe spark some interest in it? What what video? What old video game properties have a license out of it? Galaga? Yeah. And they just they they just took the roller and they just they just rolled the Galaga poster over the top of the script. Yep, that's it. It was What's originally relevant? called. Hey, it, what about that 1981 video game exactly. Galaga? Yeah, the original title was Spaceship Shoot Shit, and they were like, I don't know if this is gonna sell. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna really hit the target demo. What can we What can we work with to actually do something? Oh, Galaga. That that's it. You know what I would watch? Or you know what I would love? Like an animated series? How about Atari Force? There you go. No, Either I... the original Atari Force in the little comic books that came with some of the games for Atari or the actual comic book Atari Force, which I absolutely loved when I was uh, a child. Absolutely great science fiction. If you ever get a chance to read uh, Atari Force from DC, absolutely amazing, that book. You know what? In a, in a means to plug our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash BK Geek Stuff, how about Dragon's Lair? Like, how about. Oh, I, put, I put that up. I know, you just put that up there. Like, how. <laughs> Will says he would watch a show called Spaceship <laughs> Shoot Shit. So, there you go. But, I mean, I probably would too. It sounds like an adult swim cartoon, though. But, you know, how about developing that property into an animated series? At least yeah. it's Swords and Sorcery, which is, you know, all the rage these days. It's got a real yeah. iconic look that they can recreate fairly easily. Who doesn't Not remember moved. playing that game? You know, so, I know, I don't know. But... Galaga, there it is. You, you'll have a Galaga series sometime in the future. Um, the I, first I found season it really just... funny, uh, by the way, that PK did not know that 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 game was like eleven minutes long. Yeah, I know. Well, because because uh, it felt like forever, and it was you know good luck if you made it past the first three minutes. So three minutes. Yeah, the intro the intro was like a minute, and you're lucky if you made it the next minute. Right, exactly. You know, and uh, normally what happened with that game is you just ran out of money. I hated, I hated both of those games, Dragons Lair and Space Ace. I hated them. I liked the concept of them, but they were they were way too hard. They were oh, way man. too hard, and it was it was way too much money to try to play it. Like it's based, it was based. They should have called it "Skip the Laser Disc" because that's effectively what it was. And if you you had to skip the laser disc right at the right moment. If you if you if you put it in another coin, would you continue? Would you pick up where you left off, or did you just no, start over? I don't think so. Because I was going to say, I, don't think so. I seem to remember seeing that game. I remember seeing that game at one of those barcades, yestercades type places. Oh, really? And I remember playing it thinking, holy shit, maybe I'll actually get far and get really pissed off because even with even with just unlimited lives, it was still unlimitedly frustrating. 
Yes, it was. So, so yeah, I hated the both. But I, I'm with you. Both of the concepts of the games were great. And if if you watch just the cartoon part of it, just right. from beginning to end, really great. Don Bluth animation, Don Bluth design work. How do you you can't even you can't even shake a finger at that because of that was made it entertaining. That's what made it cool. Nothing else about it was good. No, nothing. That, I mean, that was like the very, that was sort of like the super very early stages of a Telltale game. Yes. Yeah. Very, very accurate. Except that the Telltale games recognize the fact that the narrative is what's really important in that type of game. Right. And so they downplay the actual skills required to play. Yeah. I mean, but, but that's kind of what it is. Right. Right. All right. Um, I think with that, though, we can take um, our very first and only break oh. um, with this episode of Geek Stuff. Um, and we will be back with uh, what I'm calling a plethora oh, of uh, a veritable of, plethora of product. So, uh, so yes, I've, I have three things to talk about. Wow. From various spectrums of the product universe. So let's uh, let's take our break, Big Kev. All right, uh, OG, we will take a break on this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 510, the one that we're calling... Um, I, mean, I mean, we tried to call it Deja Vu, but you vetoed that. I did. I, I don't think it's worthy of Deja Vu. All right. It's got to be something else. How about we call it uh, Indefinitely Delayed? Oh. Because that kind of works on yeah. multiple levels. couple levels. There you go. Delays, delays. That's it. There it is. <laughs> Ahoy, hoy. Welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. <laughs> Yakuza 2 Kuami is out now on PlayStation 4. The PlayStation 3 remake to put all the Yakuza games on the current gen console continues. The awesome beat 'em up game series about Japanese mobsters. It's really well done and a lot of fun. Yakuza 2 Kiwami is out now for $60 on PlayStation 4. The spiritual successor to Yakuza, Shenmue 1 and 2 Collection is out now on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Because Shenmue 3 Kickstarter has been announced to be completed in August 2019. So here's your chance to catch up on the classic Dreamcast games before the series returns. Not a bad price at $30 for the collection, but I'd still recommend Yakuza. Shadows Die Twice now has a release date of March 22, 2019. The next game from the makers of Dark Souls and Bloodborne looks just as difficult and just as cool. New elements to the developer's repertoire are a grappling hook and jumping for increased mobility while fighting, thanks to your shinobi's mechanical arm. Another change is leveling your character is gone. And while this may seem like they made the game more accessible, this now means you can't grind to overlevel your character to defeat that harder boss. You'll have to get good. Speed Round! Devil May Cry 5 has a release date of March 8, 2019. The indie platformer A Hat in Time has been announced for the Nintendo Switch. Bloodstained has once again been delayed, now into 2019. Destiny 2 receives its long-awaited update for loadout changes. Finally, you could put a sniper in the secondary, a change that no one liked and is finally being restored a year later. And finally, a gameplay walkthrough of Cyberpunk 2077 has been released on YouTube by developer CD Projekt Red. It's still in development, but shows an amazing amount of promise. This is Coke Logic signing off for Game Stuff. Build your own R2D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me 
Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step -step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. We are back. Because Coming to you live, live from both ends of the country. Uh, I don't even know if you count as an end of the country. I am an end of the country. You're kind of like you're kind of like the country's dandruff. Like California <laughs> shook you off and you floated out to sea. No, no, sir, no, <laughs> sir. We didn't conquer these islands uh, <laughs> to just have California be the end of the uh, end of the country, sir. Fair Continentally, enough. you may be correct. However, logistically, actually, I'm wondering if Alaska actually reaches slightly further west than than the Hawaiian Islands do. Um, why don't Why don't you look at it this way, sir? When North Korea starts attacking, I'm getting it first. That's right. That's right. You after are, Guam, it's us. That's right. You get to try the Korean barbecue before everybody else. <laughs> I get to be a part of the Korean barbecue <laughs> before everybody else. You're going to be yeah. the acorn squash or the acorn pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Just get that little grill. That's it. That's in the it. table. Thank you, J. Rue. You know, speaking Banksy. speaking of, of J. Rue, uh, a.k.a. Banksy, um, I saw that he posted on his personal Facebook page today. I think that Samsung used one of his... Uh, production dummies in their newest commercial for the note. So the commercial for the note of these two guys using the note to like photograph and videotape a dunny. Yeah. And I'm pretty uh -huh. sure it's his piece that's in I, the commercial. I think you're right. I think I saw a post to that effect yeah. as well. So congratulations to you, sir. One of the hardest working men in toys and in general. Uh, that's awesome for you. That's some, that's some, that's some ballin' recognition. You know, as the kids say, ballin'. Yeah, I think he's now made enough money to take us out for Korean a second time. A second time? You hear that? You hear that, Jeru? If you're in New York, hit us up, man. Come on. Are you coming to New York Comic Con? New York Comic Con. That's what I'm New screaming. Um, of course, during the break there, you heard a commercial from our lovely sponsor, Build R2D2. Build R2D2.com. Yes. With all of the uh, super features, lights and sound, working electronics. It is app controlled. Uh, the scale is spectacular. It is a must have for your Star Wars collection, your Astromech collection. Um, I highly recommend jumping on board. You can go to buildr2d2.com for more details, or you can give them a call over at 877 544 6779. Get it on this subscription service that uh, you won't regret it. That's what I'm saying. Didn't uh, isn't isn't Booker building one of those? I isn't Booker building all of these? You know he has the problem. No, no, 
I understand that, but I mean, I mean, didn't he share with us something recently? He just shared with you and I that he that I he think was building so. one or like a work in progress thing. I, I believe I believe he indicated something to that effect. I see. So uh, so yeah so yeah definitely check it out. Build R2D2 dot com. Check out the video on our page or give him a call eight seven seven five four four six seven seven nine. Get on board. You won't regret it. And uh, yeah, let's move into some other product though and wrap this little program we call. Uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff up for the night. I have two toys and a book. I want to just quickly plug this book. Um, I was on vacation last week, um, as some of you may recall. And I had a book that I decided to read. Uh, The title of the book was called Priest. Um, um, A Fantasy Hardboiled by Matthew Coville is the author. And it's book one of the Rat Catchers uh, trilogy of books. Um, And it's a fantastic read. It is a fantasy book. uh, Matthew Colville is a guy who I watch a bunch of his YouTube videos um, talking about uh, gaming and Pathfinder and D&D and that sort of, that sort of thing. Oh. He talks about um, novelizations as well and fantasy and stuff like that. He also is a video game developer. Um, and Jeez, what does, what does the guy not do? He does a lot. But he talks about one of his videos where he has a hard time getting into books that, you know – feel like they need to be a thousand or so pages. And when he said that a couple of videos back, um, when I, and, and when I was watching, I was like, you know, I, I kind of get, I kind of get that because there are so many book series that historically I loved when they started off, you know, book one, Wheel of time. two, three. Yeah. Wheel of time is a great example. First three books are probably some of the best fantasy I've ever read. And then like book four and five, you need to register with the town because it's a weapon. You know, like, it goes from being a 400-page book to being, like, 1,600 pages. And out yeah. of those 1,600 pages, about 400 of them are necessary. Right. Right, because, you know, and George R.R. R. Martin is is guilty of this as well. You spend uh. so much time with all of the exposition and all the, you know, this and that's and the it, – it, and it gets tedious to read. So when he said – when he made that comment, right. I was like, you know what? I'll check out his book. And so I picked up Priest. Priest clocks in about 520 pages. And it is it's it's just the no bullshit version of like a good fantasy story. Like oh he, good. It starts off running, you know, there's enough backstory there to get you engaged and interested in the characters. He peppers it in as the book continues to develop, but there is no like there is no like Son of this, son of that, brother of this, brother of that, 50,000 years of fucking exposition and, and political intrigue. Yeah, it's just – it's like it's like here's a cool story that I want to tell you and enjoy it. And that's it. That's good. So it's an easy read. Um, if you're looking for a new fantasy book to pick up, um, I'm going to recommend checking out Priest. It's available in both paperback and Kindle. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Check it out. Moving on. Nice. Though. Yes, sir. Uh, we have we have a Mezco product. We we have a oh. bunch. We have a bunch of Mezco 112s that we have to talk about on the show. Um, but we're gonna we we've kind of been a little remiss in doing it. But we're gonna start off tonight. We're gonna catch up. Um, that's it. About, one a week. That's it. So we're all caught up. So we're all caught up. So we're gonna talk about Batman Beyond. This was the summer exclusive this past year. Um, yes. We just recently got it ourselves, probably about a week and change ago. Um, mm-hmm. of course this piece was, uh, was $85. It is no longer available 
via Mezco directly. Yeah, However, like, you can like all of them. Yeah, I know. However, you can join the wait list for this. Um, much like all of their um, one twelve pieces, it's it's a beautifully done piece. Uh, the armor parts are nicely sculpted. The fabric parts are are real feel. He comes with the two little batarangs. The wings probably are my favorite. My favorite piece, um, or my favorite part of this piece, they're kind of oh, textured. Yeah? They're textured a little bit, and they look a little bit leathery. And I kind of oh, like yeah? that. I kind of like that they they kind of have um, uh, they they don't look just like they don't look just like molded rubber, right? You know, which is pretty cool. Um, one of the there's an easy way to go, and then there's a one twelve way to go. Right, exactly. Um, one of the other bonus accessories that the piece comes with that I, I'm sorry, I apologize. It comes with three batarangs, um, comes with two interchangeable heads, six, six total interchangeable hands. Um, of course the base, um, the wings are removable. So those are considered an accessory, but one of the things I really like, and this goes hand in hand with the base, because with that base and with the stand that they give you, you can get some really dynamic poses out of him. It Mm -hmm. comes with the booster jet FX. Accessories for the feet for the boots yeah so you can kind of have them in that like you know take off or landing sort of dynamic pose with the jets right. kind of coming out of the foot and and play with that a little bit um again it's it's a really beautiful piece mesco really knows how to treat their products they know how to treat this line and uh you know batman is batman's a yeah, you know batman beyond is a let's great let's talk addition. about let's talk about the the sort of the the bastard son of the Batman universe here. And uh, the fact that the continual popularity of this character, even sort of in a, you know, you almost want to say it's an underground way because by and large, the Batman beyond books don't sell nearly as well as some of the other titles in the Batman universe. However, the book has been consistently good the entire time it has been in production right like it's you know like it's one of my favorite books i still read it i've read every single issue of batman beyond all the volumes all of the things uh the cartoon that introduced this character in this sort of end of the universe uh, uh to us was absolutely fantastic it's still one of my favorite animated series of all time um uh, and, and I think the aesthetic, the idea of the retiring Bruce Wayne, uh, uh, or really the very elderly Bruce Wayne sort of guiding this kid, Terry McGinnis and all, the, everything about this I thought was well thought out and so on and so forth. So when you get the opportunity to get a really superior product from uh, 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 from that series – you got to jump on it. And I'm telling you, when they announced, you remember this, OG, when they announced Batman Beyond that they were going to do a 112, I was ecstatic because this is kind of the, you know, there's enough Batman figures in the world. You know what I mean? In six inch. And don't get me wrong. The ones Mezco are doing. And what I mean by the, the ones Mezco are doing here, are those sort of, the you know their sort of trilogy of of Batman uh, uh, figures that sort of 
Uh, it's kind of Mezco's take on the whole career. You know, they're right. doing the different aspects of the career. When they announced that they were going to do Batman Beyond, I was just ecstatic because here's a character that deserves this kind of treatment, that deserves to have Mezco do, you know, multiple heads and the bat wings and the jet boot and the whole thing and do it correctly. There were some great four-inch figures like the whole series. I might still have them somewhere, actually. Um, uh but the fact that this character and this take and this little corner of the Batman universe is still sort of generating great product like the 112, still generating great stories like the book that's still going on. I think that's really a testament to the fact that this was a well thought out property, a well thought out extension of that universe. And I'm really, really ecstatic that uh, this Batman Beyond um uh, 112 came out just as excellently as, as it could have. Yeah, 100%, man. Mezco really knocks it out of the park every time. I don't think anybody questions that at this point. So it is definitely a welcome addition to the lineup. Um, I'm going to move on to the other product that I have, if that is okay. All right. Um, I have here the latest release by friend of this show, Doc A., Doctor. Oh yes, and Kid Robot, his new eight-inch uh, cognition enhancer, Dunny. Um, so this is that you know it's got that Doc A sort of neo-Victorian steampunky design. Aesthetic, aesthetic. If you remember his one of his three-inch Dunnies, the first, uh, not the first one he did, but the first sort of steampunky one he did, um, it had that translucent blue lightning bolt between the yes. ears. Yes. So this this kind of has that. Um, but the two ears are more sculpted on this one to look more like actual like um, rods, right? You know what I mean. It's got a translucent head with a blue brain glowing in the middle, Just floating in there. The big giant Doc A mustache, and then the the rest of the body is him in sort of the the suit. Um, it's an absolutely beautiful piece. Um, it's going to fetch you about a hundred bucks if you want one, but again, from kid robot, eight inches, that's, that's about what, oh, the... oh it's an eight, inch. it's an eight inch. So it's, it's, oh, a, it's a, do you have it? I do. So I, I, oh. I got the big one. I got wow. the big one. I okay. I haven't fully unboxed him yet. That's probably right. coming to Patreon at some point in the future. Um, but, um, so there is the standard version of this and it's amazing. Doc A always does a great job. We love the folks over at, uh, kid robot um right. there's a there's a second version of this and it's uh -oh. the um it's the so that one is called the cognition enhancer this one is called the cognition enhancer ritzy figure um and it is um <laughs> it is the same dunny but with a different color scheme so it's a red lightning bolt instead of blue instead of gold accents it's all silver the brain is red, and the suit is like a pale purple almost. Um, and, oh, I see it. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely it's absolutely beautiful. I do not have this one. Um, Are you going to get this one? I mean, so the the truth of the matter is, unfortunately, at that price tag, um, you know, I have to I have to oftentimes pick which pick one, one of I the can other, get. and. Um, 
if you remember one of the other um there was another the last the last dock a eight inch dunny which also had the blue lightning bolt but it was the one that was like black and silver striped sort of uh-huh. So also there was a variant on that as well. Um, and I never got the variant on that. Um, ah. typically speaking, when I get doc A's pieces, I go for his traditional look as the first go. So I go for the, the gold and the green, you right? Know, like the, you sort know, of the classic, the classic look. Um, right. would I love to have, the other one? Yeah, absolutely. Just realistically, I couldn't afford $100 right now. Um, if at some point down the line I can fetch it or, you know, if I see it um, on a secondary market at a reasonable – or not – I shouldn't say reasonable, but at a at a cheaper price, um, I'll Affordable. certainly try to scope it out. Um, but I wanted to make sure I got one, um, and I'm glad that I don't regret the decision. But yeah, so definitely if you go over to kidrobot.com and you check out Cognition Enhancer Dunny, if you just search that, or search Dr. D-O-K-T-O-R-A, it will come up and you can see it's a beautiful piece. You know, I was really confused when the box showed up the other day because I got notification from UPS that the box had shipped. And, you know, UPS had the shipper as NECA. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't order anything from (laughs) NECA. Did is NECA sending me? Is there a present coming my way? And then oh. when it showed up, I was like, "Oh no, no present!" But I was pretty excited to get my uh, cognition enhancer eight inch dunny by Doctor A. So yeah, so that's it. So that that's our product for tonight's show. We are gonna have some more Mezco products going forward. Um, some additional stuff um, as there well. There should be some sideshow stuff as well. Yeah, uh, there's a bunch of stuff that has sort of rolled in and rolled out. Um, and we'll try to pepper that in there as well. So I'm, I'm sorry, OG. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's all right. Um, so yeah, so all of that stuff, we will have products going. I know we haven't had product in a little bit, um, but now that I think we got things a little bit more sorted and settled, um, we'll probably start having start a little bit more product. Sorting through that stuff, man. There's some good stuff in there. Oh yeah, no doubt. No doubt. A bunch of Star Wars pieces and Hot Toys pieces. Yeah. Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So yeah, so there are definitely more products coming down the pipe on the show. Um, but with that, I hear the uh, I hear the rappy uppy music starting to kick in. You do? I don't hear it. I do, I do. It's right, it's right there. Can you it's faint. It's faint because it hasn't quite ramped up yet. It might be because I'm very far away. That, that's it. That's it. But the, I can't hear the it. radiation is starting to get to your ears. But uh, <laughs> with that said, radiation. don't don't forget, don't forget you can find us uh, either that or there's interference from the hatch. It's one or the other. Uh, don't forget you can find us online over at bkgeekstuff.com. You can find us at Facebook, facebook.com backslash bkgeekstuff. Yeah, I've been trying to get uh, some things posted up there. That Lego thing, by the way, can I just say that Lego thing is brilliant. Which which Lego thing? The one I posted up there and I told people not to spoil what it was. Oh, I don't know that I saw you, that one. You didn't see it? No. It was, from, it was from a very popular 80s movie. No, I didn't see that. I'll have to look. You didn't see it? No, oh, I my God. You have to, oh, yes, I yes. I did see it. I did see it. You did see it. Yes. Right? Yeah. I I was so enamored of that thing that I actually tracked the guy down who made it. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm like, I I asked him. I don't know that I've gotten a response yet, actually. I'm going to have to look. 
Um, but I was like, please send me the formula to build that because I want to build that piece because I just, no matter what angle you look at it at, it's just brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. I thought it was like, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Certainly one of the funniest Lego things I've ever seen. And I, I want to say too, um, I want to say also that, uh, Part of the Lego Ideas thing right now, something that could be voted on for them to potentially create, is um, uh, the Mystery Shack from Gravity Falls. I'll post a link to that later. Oh, yes. Yeah, I saw that you posted that. Yeah, also. I'll post a link to that on our page later. Um, and sign up for that if you're a Gravity Falls fan. Um, but, of course, if you'd like to also, now that we got sidetracked, if you'd like to maybe leave us a voicemail and hear yourself on a future episode of the show, you can give us a call over at the GVM line. That's 201-730-BKGS. It's 201-730-2547 because I'm not PK, and I'll give you the numbers. The numbers are free. Wow. Just uh, giving those away. I don't know if you can hear. Uh, Studio J is being peppered by rain right now. Excellent. I hear it in my headphones, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that you're uh, hearing it as well. I, I faintly hear it. I faintly hear it. Um, this is the remnants of the tropical storm that are, uh, that are hitting uh, here on Kauai. Hashtag not so, your island. What? <laughs> um, Definitely not my island. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and last but certainly not least, and, and now is just as important as any other time, please go over to patreon.com backslash yes. Stuff. Sign up. Make a pledge today. It, it greatly in help, helps out the show. Plus, you get a little something in advance. Every, even just a dollar a month is hugely helpful, and uh, yes. I appreciate if you took advantage of that feature and uh, help support the show. Yes. Oh, really quickly, I wanted to say, um, I, I teased this in, in, in the first segment. So uh, in, in the course of my uh, business here on Kauai, I was taking a gentleman uh, to the airport, and I was spinning some yarns to him, and he was laughing hysterically, and uh, he said, you're very funny, do you write? And I said, well, you know, I like to, you know, try to do this and that, and the other thing I talked to him about some things that I'm working on forth, and it turns out that the gentleman is one, I'm actually getting the, uh, one Steve Zacharias. Okay. And he said, "Oh, I'm I'm a writer." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, would well, would you have written anything that I that I would know about?" You know, he and and he's like, "Well, a while ago, I'm a teacher now. You know, like I teach, you know, writing and so on and so forth." And I'm like, "Oh, well, what would I have uh, what would I have known?" And he goes, well, "I guess the most famous thing that I've written that you might have heard of is Revenge of the Nerds." Oh my god, that's hilarious. That's so the amazing. screenwriter for Revenge of the Nerds was in my car That's and we were having, and I'm like, and I actually pulled the car over and I said, you did not write that. And he goes, look it up. And so I looked it up. Sure enough, there he is. Uh, the screenwriter of Revenge of the Nerds thinks that uh, my stories are very funny. And he goes, you should write some stuff down and send it to me. And, you know, I'll, I'll give you some critiques and things. And I was like, yeah, sure I will. Why not? <laughs> so uh, how about that for a small world? That oh, is... gee, I'll send you a pic that you can... Uh, uh, that you can stick up on the website there uh, to 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 verify that story. Yeah, we'll post it on the Facebook page. Oh, I could do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Actually. Yeah. So, um, so with that, 
What's that, OG? Sorry. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. But with that, nonetheless. Because I'm starting to sweat and die. So I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I don't know. It's very comfortable here. Yeah, no. The humidity is about 700%. I could go on if you wanted to do more show this nope. evening. Uh, nope. okay. Episode episode 510, Satan's Taint. This was. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, OG, uh, we should probably do the plugs. We did all the plugs. We did. I didn't say that I'm geeks. Oh, we didn't do. We didn't do those. I'm sorry. We didn't do social media. You could find me, Geek Stuff with G, across all the social media platforms. Uh, Yourself. I'm Big Kev GS on the Xbox Network. If I ever get back on there. And uh, don't worry, E Rock. I'm figuring it out. Uh, and I'm big, uh, big BK geek stuff everywhere else. I'm pretty sure. And uh, K Robert Marlowe or K R Marlowe for PK, depending on where you're looking for him. And uh, I think now, Big Kev, with that. Oh, with that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. Episode 510 that went under at least three different names, but uh, Satan's Taint is uh, I think the funny winner, so uh, uh, I'll go with that. We will end this episode the way we end some episodes by saying Troll the Respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music. (laughs) Doomsday! Thank you.